I don't understand. There's no box. No ribbon tied in a bow. Jack, it's not about the box or the ribbons. It's about what's inside the box. Welcome back, everyone, to Kingdom Hearts by Hearts. Episode... Uh, no, no, no. no, I have it right in front of me. It's episode 44. Uh, we're, we're getting hot and heavy, literally, because we're about to go to a desert. Uh, yeah, we're closing in on the, the, the revisit circuit, if you will. Uh, today, we're going to be exploring... Uh, Agrabah in Halloween Town. So, something of a, a bit of a, a holiday special, if you will. It's, it's close enough. So, yeah, I was very deliberately trying to like schedule it out so that the first visit would be around Halloween and the second visit would be around, you know, December. But it's, it gets a little dicey. Uh, but we're just going to roll with it. This, um, it so, yeah. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be smack dab in between Halloween That's true. and Christmas. So some would say it's even more on point now, that's, perhaps. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm actually thinking that's when I'm going to watch Nightmare Before Christmas this year. Because usually I do it during Halloween. But now I'm thinking I might bump it to like a late November movie. Because exactly the reason you just said. So maybe you know, maybe I'll watch it the day this episode premieres, and we'll 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 close the circle. The matrix will be complete. <laughs> All will be right in the world. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it it can sate your Halloween withdrawal, but also prepare you for yeah. Christmas. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so I am your host, your uh, your skeleton in a Santa suit, Kevin. And I'm joined by my buff genie daddy, Marshall. <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, yeah. be genie for a day. Yeah. And yeah, let's just let's just get get right on into it, shall we? Because that's all we got. No Disney Corner, no nothing. So, yeah, we are back in Agrabah, baby. With a bit of a bit of a little teaser. I found that. Most of the worlds have like a cutscene like this of like, kind of like uh, previously or just like what's going on in the world. Uh, so in this case, it's a stupid peddler freeing Jafar like a numbskull, <laughs> and I have to wonder how did he get all the way here in the palace dungeons, which I would assume would be heavily guarded, and also just like how did you get into the palace in general? Like this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> what did you like to know? Uh, yeah, but. Big billowing smoke plume appears, and Jafar Genie shows up. And I love his face when he's just... He's summoned, he's here, but he's just kind of like, wait, where am I? Because <laughs> yeah. he just has just like a confused look on his face where he's like, eh? What's going on here? <laughs> aye, aye. But uh, Iago's also there, and he's yes, he he's, he's having some, some PTSD. He's freaking out, man. <laughs> Game over! Game over! So thus the stage is set. Oh no, it's Jafar. He's returned it again. again. <laughs> um. So yeah. Again, again. Meanwhile, back at the old peddler shop, 
the gang beams in. <laughs> I always so, like this because we actually see the departure. Yeah. Like so, like straight up, like straight out of Star Trek, just get beamed down to the planet. Yeah. Ugh. Exactly. And it's just so like casually tossed in. Like there's no like, all right, we're going in. It's just they just like beam in. It lasts yeah. for like, two seconds, and you never see it again. You're like, oh. I guess that's how that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we kind of see it in Pride Lands, but I feel like that one looks different because it's more like the transformation into animals than, like, just the gummy ship departure, whereas here, they're, you know, they're in their normal form. So, like, it looks yeah. more digital here, whereas in Pride Lands, it looked a little more mystical, I guess. Perhaps, I don't know. yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see a, a side-by-side now that, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but yeah, we're here. And the peddler's got some new goods. He's peddling some new wares of the fancy variety. (laughs) And he loves gold. (laughs) Um, so yeah, my immediate thought, immediate thought was, oh, well, clearly the genie did this. But then I'm remembering, uh, the genie as in Jafar genie. But then I'm remembering back to Return of Jafar when Jafar was just very stingy with his wishes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so he probably wouldn't have done something like this. We have true context because we watched Return of Jafar and like this yeah. is actually probably Return of Jafar, like the second visit. Uh, but yeah, yeah it, for it, sure. it's, it's, it's very funny that we watched that and he, where he tricks um, Alba Small into like using his two wishes and he's like, all right, yep. you're, you're floating on a thread here, mister. You can't use that last one. Whereas you probably exactly. it's like, oh, you just decided to give the peddler a shit ton of gold. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Or did he? Or did he? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they're just like, oh, this is a fancy new place. And the peddler's like, yeah, it's the same old window shop. Cough up the dough. <laughs> uh, then Aladdin bursts in. And. It's weird because it goes from like text cutscene to cutscene, cutscene back to text cutscene. Yes. But um, <laughs> it, when it is the voice cutscene, like the whole delivery is just really underplayed to me. Like, there's no real sense of urgency. Like, Aladdin's just kind of like talking about it, like it's like there's some inconvenience. He's like, "That stupid peddler freed Jafar. Oh man, there goes my Sunday. Like, <laughs> not like it's the end of the world as we're led to believe it is." <laughs> And then he's like, catch the peddler before he gets away. And then we turn around and he just Houdini's his way out of here. Like, where did he go? There's no exit. (laughs) He just disappears into thin air. How'd you let him get away? He's secretly, um, sorry, I'm all. Sorry. Um, he, he didn't actually, he didn't actually leave. He's just secretly like in one of the piles of gold. Scrooge McDuck style, but he's. Yeah. A very Assassin's Creed, but hiding in the gold instead. Let's go with that. Yep. I guess, um, yeah, there's that, that giant vase. Maybe he just kind of, like, jumped in there Mario style and just kind of hiding out. And then he realized, oh, wait, this was a one-way trip. I don't know how to get out of here. Help! <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, we find out, oh, no, Jafar's back. And Yago's immediately shady. And we're just, we're just profiling the bird. I'm like, do you know anything about this? And he's like, no, no, I promise. And Aladdin's like, you know what? 
This is your last straw. If you don't tell the truth, we are not BFFs anymore. You can forget the slumber parties. You can forget painting our nails. You can forget the boy talks. I mean it. It, it is over, Yago. Um, so they're, they're playing up the whole, like, oh, will he, won't he with Yago, which pretty faithful uh, recapturing yeah. of the, the illustrious Aladdin 2. Returns far. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like, oh, you might be in the oasis or the desert palace or whatever he says. So we have our we have our heading. Yes. Um, and yeah, before we head out, I uh, guess we should shout out that there absent a silhouette of Vexen, um, which Ta-da. I'm trying to think. So, so far we've seen... Um, Zexion and the Underworld. Yes. Larkseen and Port Royal. Mm-hmm. Marluxia and Beast Castle. Yes. And now a Vexen here and I guess Lexius, who I want to say is in Twilight Town in the yes. Sandlot. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, he's in the he's in the Sandlot. Yeah. We didn't. I, I think we said it very briefly or didn't, but yeah, he's in the Sandlot. Once you go right. back to Twilight Town and you yeah. get in touch with. Cypher, I guess, or Cypher beats yeah. up or whatever. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, like, of all those, like, Marluxia's is the only one with any sort of thematic connection because yes. Rose. So it's kind of annoying. Thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, Vexen, why are you in the hot Arabian desert? Exactly. And then I yeah. thought to myself, <laughs> actually, none of them. Mar- yeah, Marluxia's the only one that's very on the nose. He's, he's the exception, not the rule. Yeah. Exactly, so it's kind of like. Yeah. Why don't you just shuffle them around? That way we wouldn't have to think about this. <laughs> yeah. But we will, because we do our due diligence here. <laughs> um, yeah, he's here, but again, <laughs> good luck with that. Um, yeah, I haven't tried any since since Lark scene, and she just struck me. I was thunderstruck, literally. Thunderstruck. So I've not tried since. But yeah. he's here. We'll get to him eventually. Um, so yeah. Uh, you can do your little shenanigans, uh, take out some Heartless on our way to that there desert. Um, but yeah, uh, the next cutscene is outside of the gates and that like fork in the road between the Cave of Wonders and the Desert Palace. And yes. oh no, there's a big sandstorm. What are we going to do? If only we had an all powerful genie. So genie shows up as if he's Lassie or something. <laughs> and. He's all excited because he's he, he just likes to be useful. That mm. their genie, <laughs> he just likes to feel needed. Um, <laughs> so we ask him for his help, and he's all rearing to go. Some genie razzmatazz. Well, actually, um, I do really like um, the shot of when it's the boys looking up at genie, and like the cameras kind of pan down, so like you don't yeah. see their faces. You just see them looking up, and he's like kind of looming over them, specifically. Because it's one of the clips or the stills that plays during the credits, but like to me, like that's very Kingdom Hearts of like the world's kind of merging, if that makes sense. Because yeah. like you just kind of see them from the back, and like you don't see Sora doing like his dumb Sora faces. Like you just see anime protagonist and his really cool outfit, and it just clashes horribly with Genie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and like he got goofy and he's got his little ears dangling cause he's got his heads tilted up a little bit and then Donald's really short. So like, it, it's just like a good, that was a good pick for like representing 
Agrippa to me, so I always like this shot. Um, but yeah, he does the Rasmataz, and then he's disappointed because it was really easy. But I mean, I... <laughs> again, you're genie. Like everything's easy for you. Like yes, <laughs> we talked about this during the movie, the like genie duel. Like what are what are the like the skill caps of genie magic? Like at what point do you have to actually exert effort? But, yes, eh, whatever. <laughs> um. Yeah, so he cleans up the, the sandstorm, sand and then storms. Yago, I guess if you, tr- yeah, the old sandstorm sweep, I guess, I, th- I don't remember if it's in the cutscene or if you just talk to him, I think it's just if you talk to him afterwards, he tries to pull the old, I think he's in the desert, but I mean, we could still turn around if you yes. want, yes, so. I, I, I talked to Yago, and yeah, he, yeah. Th- that's his little text box dialogue. Yeah, so... I mean, we got a plot to chase, so we're going to go in the desert. But thanks for your concern. <laughs> um, but not before it appears from the magic carpet. Whoa! Mm-hmm. So, welcome to the majority of this world. <laughs> or at least this visit, anyway. Um, magic carpet's wild ride. Yeah, exactly. And I guess, I don't know, I guess Sora puts Aladdin, Donald, and Goofy in their Pokeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, cause yeah, you just play as Sora, obviously, and yeah, it's weird, cause yeah, most of this world, like, at least in terms of scripted stuff, like, I'm looking at my head, like, it's all on carpet, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Like, there's most... no regular mob fights that you have to do. Cor- correct. There's no required mob fights, it's just yeah. carpet ride stuff, and yeah, cause yeah, carpet ride, land, turn back around, boss, uh, Yep. That's all she wrote. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Exactly. So, like like I said, you can take out Harlots on your way here, but you can also just blow right past them. So, yeah, it's Magic Carpet the World, baby. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's uh, talk about that there in Magic Carpet. So, um, I actually... I had to stop between both worlds, and we'll get to it in Halloween Town. But in terms of, you know, obligatory minigames jammed down our throats, <laughs> um, I think this one's pretty decent, actually. I I enjoy this second visit, um, because the carpet controls are pretty easy. Um, I guess they're, you know, kind of similar to... Well, no, they're not. <laughs> um, you just move up and down with the right stick, and that's all you have to do. And then yep. move along the x-axis like normal, um, so that's nice. And yeah, it's just fun. I really like the area that you explore, the desert, the whatever. Desert I don't ruins, know what it's called. palace, whatever it is. Right. I always yeah. say ruins. And I think that's. I mean, they are that's literally apt. in ruins. But yeah, yeah. no carpet is. Well, uh, I was thinking how gimmicky carpet is like it like not like actual like, oh so gimmicky like just like on the scale of gimmicky and it's not too far off actually yeah because you're just... still using your like normal exactly. move set you're still sorry is... mm. you're not forced like well what we think of like i mean gimmicky mini games you think of hundred acre wood because you know you're in a completely yep. different environment obviously but for this, yep. it's just like, what if we stuck, what if we slid a carpet under Sora when he wasn't looking and then said, go that way? Because, yeah, you yeah. can still jump, you still maneuver the same, you still have the same attacks and abilities, nothing's taken away from you. Uh, maybe, like, your, um, I'll, I, the movement abilities, perhaps, like, maybe, actually, I think I can still aerial dodge. 
but I don't think you can, I think like, you can aerial dodge, yeah. Yeah, you can't dodge all your, you, I think you can right. guard, perhaps. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, I want to say you can guard. I yes. never did. But yeah, I yeah, yeah. I, I, I have a vivid, as soon as I said that, I have a vivid memory of, because, uh, because carpet faces whatever Sora's face. Carpet so turns it, around it, with you, right? Yeah, it does a little little one eighty because because so, that's what Sora's guard maneuver is in two, and then it flips back. So yeah, yeah. yeah so you're still still Sora, but you have a you now have a <laughs> a much larger playground to work with, and yeah, carpet it's functions like... and carpet feels good. He doesn't feel great or bad. He's a good middle ground. exactly. Because he's, yep. <laughs> if you want to get somewhere and ignore everything, you can. He's quick enough. But also mm-hmm. not to the point where he's hard to control as well. Yeah. The only annoying thing really is just when you speed up. Well, first you have to like accelerate to like reach max speed. And that can take a minute. But then when you do, it's a little hard to control just because, um, um, you know, to ascend and descend, it's mapped to the camera stick, so yes. it's a it gets a little awkward at times if you ever have to like turn. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, it's... yeah, I guess there are a couple stickers floating around, and I did have to double back for those a few times because oh, I would like dang. just whiff right past them and be like, <laughs> "All right, let's, let's try this again." Uh, I saw uh, one or two. Uh, Miss it again. Um, but I got them. But that's really the only time where you need to be, like, precise, I guess. Um, because everything else you can just kind of take care of with magic. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So for this first little ra- uh, round, you're chasing the Shadow Jafar, <gasps> which is basically Shadow Mario. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, he's, he's got the same texture as Shadow Mario, so I can't help Yeah. That. He's like, you know, he's like a weird, like, slime or a weird, like, like water monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird to me, like, they, like, just, it's obviously just Jafar's model, but just with a different texture. Um, but, like, it's weird to me how, like, so far, like, he hasn't actually been present, like, Jafar proper. Like, Correct. he's only been, like, Shadow Jafar and then, like, the weird flashbacks of him that aren't really flashbacks because... Yeah, they're not actual scenes from KH One. It's just kind of generic Jafar musings. <laughs> yes, that, those are uh, those are funny uh, to me, just because I like. Uh, well, yeah, as you were saying, yes, they are basically like if you if you forgot who Jafar was because we didn't show him in the first hey, go hey, around. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those weird exactly. little like scenes. I mean, to be fair, I, I, on one hand, I can appreciate it because it's like, oh, we made these entirely you know short little snippets. Mm-hmm. As opposed to ripping something from Cage One, but then again, they're pretty generic. But then, yeah, he, he, there's four different cuts of him laughing at the very end, which always just yep. makes me laugh in return because it's, it's wonderfully, <laughs> it's wonderfully horrible. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and um, it always turns out to me because they they have the bandit heartless, um, yes, and they only ever appear in that cutscene, but they yes. don't. Like you don't not, fight them. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't exist in Cage Two. We got Luna Bandits instead. Yeah, like it's weird to me that they would like go to that effort of, you know, bringing them back. Yeah, but, yeah they're just there to, they're to ogle, not to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're just chasing after these shadows of Jafar, and I guess this first part here is just like a tutorial of here's how to move on the carpet because he doesn't really do anything. You just literally chase him. And then I guess he starts charging up his laser. 
if you wait too long, which I don't even know what happens if you don't get to him in time. Like, I don't know if it's, like, a game over, like, instantly, or, like, you just, he just shoots at you and then you can, like, block them or whatever. But, um, yeah, that's the only real urgency in this. And then I guess some Heartless will appear, but you can just outrun them. Um, so, yeah, once you do that, he goes to the top of his tower, his evil tower. Um, and then you got kind of a scripted fight. Yeah, because you have to beat them. Um, so we get a little taste of uh, carpet combat, which is just normal combat, but you can, you're just more mobile. Um, so if you jump in the air, you do your aerial combos. If you stay on the carpet, you do like ground combos. Um, so I found, because there are a few um, icy lunar sage bandit things, those guys, um, the crystal balls, fortune tellers? Fortune tellers it's fortune yes. teller. Correct. Yes. And for some reason they have ice magic, but whatever. <laughs> um, I found that uh, Magnet Spiral came in clutch during this section. Yes. Um, because, yeah, like everyone's spread out because everyone's just flying around. So it's just really handy to do a little bit of, bit of crowd control, but also just regular Magnera because, yeah, it turns out this is actually a really good spell. It just costs a lot, but now that it's upgraded once, it's like super good. So I did use that a few times, but then it's also nice to just be able to pop one off at the end of your combo at the expense of no MP. So that's mm -hmm. nice. Um, and also, I I think we were talking about this last episode. Um, reflect does reflect projectiles. Uh, I did do that on a little ice shard and sent it back. And then you get the actual reflect uh -huh. mine explosion, if you will. So that's yes. neat. Okay. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much that. And then we get an evil nefarious looking monument so of course we're gonna go examine it and yay it's another puzzle puzzle <laughs> uh which is basically the same thing go to the specific point on the map and then there's these little easter eggs slash yep. precarious precursor orbs for jack yes. and daxer yeah <laughs> um and they're color coded to the spell of choice so i guess there's a little skill of just timing for when the eggs line up and then you do the spell, and then you're done. So that's cool. Yeah, it's so um, straightforward. It's just fire, blizzard, thunder. I think I want to say it's the thunder one. I kept doing, but like wrong. I kept timing it incorrectly. So I was I was almost out of. Again, we have MP charge, so it doesn't really matter. But I I, I had messed yep. it up, and I was in the last my last use of thunder. And I was like, I, I gotta line up the shot. I gotta hit the home run. But nice. Uh, I was. Enemies still spawn too. So if you need. To yeah, I was things, um. I got hit a few times, and I was in, like, critical, and I was like, must reach the eggs, and I, like, barely <laughs> clutched it out, because they were on my tail, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this part's fine. I It would make more sense if, like, they, like, randomized the eggs, because, like, I, it's only ever a set three locations, like, every time you play. Yes. Um, so, like, if they had, like, a pool of, like, five or six or something. I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, so that you actually had to refer to... Because when you examine the um, the monument, it shows you where they are. Mm -hmm. But, like, if if you play this game a million times like we have, you don't really need that because you know where they are. Um, so, yeah, that could make this a little more interesting. But, eh, whatever, it's fine. So, finally, we had to make a break for the door for the exciting action sequence as it's closing. Oh, no, except they gave us way too much time, as always, so there's no real threat here. Yeah. I guess <laughs> if you crash into the wall instead of the door, you might 
get hit by some crimson jazzes. Um, oh, no. I guess that's a little scary, but just go for the door and there's really no challenge because, again, you can just outrun the Heartless. Uh, so no real conflict here. Um, so, yeah, we've done it. We've completed that whole chestnut. Uh, but <laughs> the story continues because now we're in the thick of it and Jafar is just ahead. Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting ex-viziers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Yago's really laying it on thick now. Like, I don't know, he might not be here. Guys, this is a bad idea. I knew I should have stayed home today. And we're like, shut up, bird. Who knows Which is like, we'll here. I don't know. It's weird to me that you trust Yago enough to come here in the first place, but you don't trust him when he keeps saying maybe we should turn back. <laughs> so like... At this point, you're just a bunch of dum-dums for, like, mm-hmm. going all this way. <laughs> exactly. So don't blame him. No. So, I mean, so this this goes back into our uh, constant discussion of genie power scale. Because he could just <laughs> say, Hey guys, it's a trap! But mm-hmm. maybe like, there's, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. If he says it, is there... Um, I'm trying to think. I can't think of, like, a... Uh, I can't give you an exact reference, but uh, if you say this word, you die. Like, is like there is there a little? Um, does Jafar stick a little magic bomb inside of him? And he's like, if you say my name, <laughs> you're gonna be. Well, in Harry Potter, parents. Voldemort jinxes his name so that ah, if then, you exactly. if you say it, it sets off an alarm. So yeah, I, I I'm picking up what you're putting down because yeah, it, it would lead you to believe that like. Jafar's like omniscient, which he kind of is in the movie, right? Like, yeah, he kind of haunts Iago, <laughs> but there's no indication of that here. So yeah, like literally, like why don't you just say, "Hey guys, this is like a really obvious trap." So like, let's let's not do this. Let's come up with an actual plan here. <laughs> no, but I guess he's just too scared. I guess what what is it? He, I mean, we'll get to it in just a little bit. But he says he had that look in his eyes. He could be very convincing. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. those are the exact words he says. <laughs> you don't know Jafar uh, like I do. He can be very convincing. <laughs> um. So yeah, we're in the, uh, the 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 palace, which again, cool area. I wish they expanded on it, cause like, it just has that like kind of Indiana Jones vibe of like, ooh, the ancient tomb, which like I feel like Aladdin's pretty good for. Yes. But we never really see in either game yeah, in terms exactly of like. Though interesting ruins to explore because it's literally just this one room which just has a couple chests and then that's that's it like you don't find any heartless there's no like challenges or puzzles or anything so yeah wasted potential but uh yeah treasure chests what do we got Twin pages yay so that's That's that. Wouldn't you say our collection's complete? So you know what that means. Coming soon to a podcast near you, Hundred Acre (laughs) Wood. Jimmy Chonga. Jimmy Chonga. Um, You hear whatever the Winnie the Pooh theme plays. I mean, if it fits, it fits. God. So. Yeah, luckily, yeah. I mean, welcome to Cage Two. All of the torn pages were very obvious. I mean, they're all big. They're all oh, big for chests. Sure. None of them are hidden. So theoretically, well, like I remember Cage One of like you had to you had to search for the 
Yeah, a few of them were pretty, pretty in. Now it's just like, oh, we want you to probably do this mini game around the midway point. Maybe we'll drop this one in the last yep. portion of the game, and this one, yeah. So, um, I guess yep, exactly. Yeah, and Lenica's the same way, but just spell. It's like certain spell requirements. I mean, we'll talk about when we get to Atlantica, and like, yeah, certain like stat requirements. But yeah, exactly. So. Yep, now that we have that, move forward, and oh, look at that, it turns out it was a trap, and then we all turn on Yago, um, and yeah, everyone's just so quick to judge, like, ah, you backstabbed us, you treacherous bird, and then he has this whole, like, but listen, I was trying to save you, blah, 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 but even Sora starts to dig into him, like, you've just been trying to save yourself, just like, okay, calm down, everyone. Um, and like, <sighs> so what ends up happening, the, the, uh, suspense of the scene, if you will, is Yago <laughs> accidentally bumps into a cursed jar or something. Yeah. And that sets off the trap, but it's like, <gasps> okay, like what was Jafar's plan here if Yago wasn't a bumbling fool? <laughs> what was the danger here? <laughs> So I, I don't think, ah, I think, in my humble opinion, it's, uh, y'all go lure these idiots away from Agrabah for a while, I'll give you an assist. Oh, left it undefended. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the escape routes, or escape run, whatever you prefer to call it, was just a convenient, uh, time waster. But, uh, yeah, I think he's just like, hey, lure these idiots to the middle of nowhere so I can go, like, do some damage. But then he doesn't really do too much by the time we get back, so... Who really oh, okay. Maybe he was just making on, here's this really dangerous area, leave them there. Kind of like an elephant graveyard, if you will. Yeah. As opposed to, let me actively plan a trap for them. I think so, yeah. Um, which, in hindsight, he probably should have, because, well, it doesn't end too well for him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Self-destruct begins. Oh, no! So... <laughs> We have an exciting carpet escape sequence. Um, and so now it's kind of like, yeah, it's like on rails. So, yes. so now same controls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like Star Fox, I guess. Eh, not really. But you're only moving on one plane because everything else you just move forward automatically. Um. And Sora's just supercharged because all of his hits just immediately knock back Heartless. Or, like, the tiny Heartless, anyway. But then, like, you just need one finisher to just swat away anything else. Correct, Which is pretty yes. satisfying. Uh-huh. Especially oh, yeah, if you got Combo great. Plus. Because uh, then you can do two finishers in a row and, like, kind of cross the screen to hit one and then two. And, like, oh, that's good. Yes. Also good EXP <laughs> grind because, technically, these are all just Heartless that are still dying. So you still get the EXP for all the kills. Oh, yeah. And you and get so much. Easier. Yeah, exactly. I wonder... I think you can replay this, right? Because it's, uh, like, one of the challenges in Agrabah. Yes, yes I believe Escape, really, escape Run is yeah. one of the challenges. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. Um, not not much else to say, except for the fact that Matt Carpet decides to take the most roundabout escape route for some reason. <laughs> there's, there's one segment, yeah, because it's, like... Or, and, well, I mean, also at the end of Aladdin 1... Uh, sorry, uh, at the end of Aladdin Cage 1, we did a similar, like, we gotta leave the Cave of Wonders now, Sonny! 
Um, yep. But that one's super straightforward and also mimics that segment of the movie. Whereas this one is like, all right, Carpenter's like, we're taking the scenic route today. Like, there's the one part where you uh, hover in midair and you're just... And also, gravity does not affect Sora here because he's just staring. He's per- uh, parallel. He's parallel to the ground, just staring at the ground, being like, "That's a long way down, huh?" And then there's the uh, mm-hmm. the rapid thrusters and the hook bats that just kind of like come into view, kind of like a, as a top yeah. down shooter is the point of view that yep. comes into mind. But yeah, just Carpenter's like, "Hold up, I gotta." I gotta warm my engines up, so just, uh... uh yeah. yeah, it's just hanging out. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, you take about... Uh, there's some fat bandits just hanging out, which you can knock other Heartless into them, but I don't I don't know if that even takes them out, or if it just launches them in the air. I never yeah. know what their deal is. I didn't get any during this roundabout, so I don't... I can't, uh... can't say. Um... But yeah, that's pretty much it. There's a few little sand tornadoes that pop up, pop up at the very end. But yep. one, they're very easy to dodge. And two, even if you don't, you'll be fine. <laughs> so, yay, congratulations. Um, so now that that's out of the way, uh, you're just instantly sort of... Well, not instantly, but you could just run back to the palace and no enemies show up for some reason. Yeah, so I guess weird. that's nice. <laughs> yeah, like you might as well just cut to the peddler like in a cutscene so it wasn't like why is it so empty and ominous this is weird exactly yeah because i can't like think of other examples of that in this game of like no heartless appearing just for like a story reason maybe i'm wrong yeah especially on these second visits it tends to the game knows we're in the 11th hour just been kind of teleporting us where Mm -hmm. we need to be as opposed to being like all right kid now let me pat you on the bum and send you on your way like uh, yep. Mulan, <laughs> definitely Hercules. Uh, when we went to Hades chambers, yes, and then just it's very appreciated. Teleported back, yeah. Whereas this one, they're like, "Nah, Sora, you can walk this time around." We're like, okay, tomorrow. Yeah, I literally have nothing to do, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we get there and we interrogate the peddler, and yeah, he he lets the cat out of the bag. It turns out. Jafar didn't give him all the precious treasure. Yeah. Um, it turns out it was... Yeah. Oh. It turns out it was an organization member, which is annoying because we asked him about it earlier. And <laughs> I thought it was funny how sort of was like, have you seen someone in a black coat? Maybe from the organization? It's like, bro, he has no idea what you're talking about because you you don't know this man. Like, you're or not explaining anything. does he? Right? It was the ultimate <laughs> swerve because, yeah... He he had his poker face the whole time because yeah he got all his treasure from an org member apparently to what was it to not tell people that Jafar has returned correct <laughs> which yeah. I don't really understand this plan so they're on that old bullshit of oh we're gonna turn him into a heartless for some reason <laughs> like yeah, this one's a little okay. this one feels like uh, like a step it's a stretch yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, cause like, like what difference would it make if he told people Jafar is a heartless or not? Like, mm-hmm. I guess we could like defeat him and like kill him before you could turn him into a heartless, I guess. Question I mean, mark? That, that's what we're going to do. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's the only thought process of like, wait until we can manipulate him 
And then once at, well, at, that, at that point, we'll let him run loose, and we'll kill him, or Sora will kill him, and we'll get what we need, because yep. the rest of Cage 2 is just the organization win-win scenario. Yep. Except they die. Like, Perhaps they die. Who knows? Yeah. And my question is, where did you get all this treasure? You're not a genie. <laughs> You're not even from this world. How did you know where to get all this? So, Do like, we also... Uh, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. Do we even know which organization member no. ends up being? No, that's the problem with all this. Like, it's just so, like, casually tossed in. It's literally showing, not... Or telling, not showing. Because it's like, yeah. what do you mean? Who did this? When? Why? Where? Like... Who's your contact? Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, do we see a shadowy figure in the Cave of Wonders when we get there? But I feel like I'm making that up. Nope. So we see Pete. Yeah, the only but... thing is Pete shows up literally five seconds before us, and literally, yep. even though we can see his character model descending, Sora and the gang are like, oh, right, we're at the Cave of Wonders. No bad guys to be seen. Oh, good gallic gosh. Yeah. yeah, it's just weird, because, yeah, like, if you just remove this cutscene, like, really, honestly, what does it change? Like, because we assumed that Jafar gave him the treasure. Yeah. So if he's just like, yes, you gave me... Like, you don't even need this interaction with the peddler. Like, just mm. go to Jafar. Like, this adds nothing. So, like, it's weird to me that in Land of Dragons, the second visit, Zigbar just shows up for, like, ten seconds to do literally nothing. Yes. But, like, here you're, like, had the story implication of the organization being in the world, but you didn't think to have anyone actually appear in the world. <laughs> Like, Zigbar could have used some more screen time. Um, I don't know, maybe Sykes could have been fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I always forget this is a thing, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess the organization was part of this world. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one. I'm trying to think about it too much. but I mean, Exactly. It's I best it, to ignore it. it. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, I mean, I, I, mean I, I, I appreciate the swerve. I appreciate the, 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 the yeah. twist, but... But, like, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just kind of summarizes the whole feel of this visit of, like, Jafar just being, like, this weird afterthought. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's not mentioned in the first visit at all, really. I mean, I guess, yeah, there's That's the fear of the lamp. But... lamp. Yeah, but he's not present. And then here, it Correct. kind of feels like they're like playing catch up. They're like, oh yeah, he should be here, right? So, yeah, it's just weird. As we'll see in the next scene, when like they just immediately start running through the motions, the motions of oh, he's got Jasmine chained up. Oh, he's gonna become Sultan. Oh, he's gonna stop the street rats. It just feels very tired and played out. It's like, oh, okay, let's let's just get this over with, Jafar. This is, <laughs> you're embarrassing yourself. This is just sad now. <laughs> Like move on, man. <laughs> He's got one oh. plan. It, it's it's the epitome of uh, the round peg in the square hole. But yep. you've put the round peg in. You've tried to force it in so many times that. The, yep. Exactly. <laughs> it's starting to look like the round pe- like the round hole at this point. Just because how many times yep. he's jamming it in here, he's like, "This plan will work. It just needs it's gonna work. Oh. Trust me. <laughs> exactly. This is a miracle, but it'll be fine." Hmm. Oh. Um, so yeah, the gang shows up, and he's like, Curses! I've been cornered! And he's ready to get some sweet, sweet revenge with that Cobra staff laser. Um, and he goes to shoot Tiago, but then he fakes out and names it Al instead. 
And then Yago decides it's time for my hero moment. Again, much like head. Return of Jafar. Yeah, so he, he steps on the line of fire to save the day. And everyone's so touched. And they're like, huh, sorry, we were about to just completely turn our backs on you, kid. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, y- you get it, right? <laughs> um, and then Jafar decides, I've had enough of this mumbo jumbo, this, this uh, mushy scene. Let's fight. So... He summons his giant form. Oh no! And he big genie again. And uh, carpets back in the fold. Um, oh yeah, I forgot. After the the escape sequence, um, there's a little cutscene of carpet being tired, and then Aladdin pr- plays our second Pokemon reference of the episode. He plays Ash and says, "You deserve a good rest, carpet." <laughs> <laughs> And then you could talk to the carpet. <laughs> and the game, like, I get Pegasus, like, sort of being able to emote through Naze, but the game, like, literally says, hmm, it seems to be saying, let's go back to the palace. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's what carpet's saying. You got that from the way it's it's flowing through the wind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, carpet's back. So it's a boss fight on the carpet. Um, and yeah, fighting Genie Jafar in the air. And this fight is annoying. <laughs> I never yeah, know what to make it's, th- it's, to think of it. Like, I always uh, think it's more fun on paper, but then whenever I play it, I'm like, no, this fight's dumb. <laughs> it's got, it's got, all, it's got some filler. Is, uh, is the yes. Side of thing. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Um, so yeah, he's big hulking target. You gotta go for the tum tum to uh, to stagger him, if you will. Um, and then if you, I guess, like be careful with tummy because otherwise he'll do his his spinny spins and that can hurt you. But if you pop off a reflect, that'll pretty much instantly, like when he does the spin attack, that'll like instantly uh, drain his health on the tummy. So oh, okay. that's a nice way to sort of speed things up. Then you can do your reaction command. Um, uh, what is it? Tail uh, reversal. It's roll up. It ro- so, yeah, it's roll up. <clears throat> but, but what are you doing? And then spin yeah, what are you to doing? actually do it. <laughs> spin him like a Beyblade. You get real, yeah. get real He gets tired. And then you can take off about about a bar of health. Give you or get, take. You get, about, you get about two combos and some change, probably. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's that. And then... Without fail, I don't think there's any way to avoid this. Anytime he recovers, he paralyzes you with his little eye stare, and you just wait because there's nothing to do. There's no real danger. It's literally just okay. I'm frozen in place. I can't do anything. Yeah, just, just kind of padding, padding thing. But yeah, the the weird eye yep. layer, browse <laughs> layer, whatever you call it, is unavoidable. So just accept your fate because yeah, happens. So usually yeah, just try to. Have- Try to back away a little, because if you get frozen and then right he does a spin attack, you'll get hit. Um, but that's that's the only impact it has, really. <laughs> yeah, there um, were a few times where he would paralyze me, and then he started to throw stuff around. So then I was like, oh, I'm in, I'm in danger. But <laughs> yeah, that's that was, that's probably the closest thing I got to. Besides, like you were saying, being very close when he, he paralyzes you. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, he just has these weird ongoing attacks, like buildings kind of flying at you with the debris. 
I don't know. The whole fight, I guess it's like, just mind your positioning, because certain places are more dangerous, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I never really pay much attention to it. <laughs> like, I guess his most dangerous attack is, like, the homing fireballs and, like, lightning bolts, because if you get hit by one of those... You just kind of get caught up in like this whole flurry. That's very annoying. Yes. And I did, I did die to that once. <laughs> that was annoying. Yeah, it's um, uh, this boss fight and the Halloween Town second boss fight that I, to this day, don't understand all the mechanics of, and I just same ig- yeah. ignorantly <laughs> get my way through it at the end of the yeah. day. Like, how's what's the best way to get through this? I don't know. Uh, I just brute I kept, force it. <laughs> yeah, I kept doing the, the the stomach attack, but you have to be careful. There are sometimes. Um, so originally I did it because that's just that's just instinct, and then I didn't realize you can just bash Jafar's head in. So they were when he gets the big glowy hands at first, and then starts trying to spin around. At that point, I was just like comp- doing a head combo and then then zipping around. Waiting until yep. he was like still for a few, like a second or two, and then being like, okay, let me try to get another combo off, and then kind of like a very hidden run, and then as as things just literally pop up more often, that's when I aimed for the stomach. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. as soon as you get a combo off, or not just a combo off, but usually the, I feel like the finisher uh, takes off the last part of his health, and then he doubles over, he's stunned. The yeah, and at that point, everything stone. stops, so you're yes. safe. <laughs> at that point, it's just attacking him to get him to shut up. Because of yep. throwing a million things around at you, the fireballs are a pain in the ass, and especially the thunder. Like, the thunder kind yeah. of tracks you, but not really. Like, I think it understands where Sora is. Like, like okay, here's an instance of thunder. It's going to pick where Sora is, and then kind of like very Battleship-esque, like, pick something in that vicinity at random. Because uh, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes when I'm just running away from everything, like, there'll be, you know, thunder strikes that hit in front of you, but then also behind you, so it is kind of mishmash, kind of random, but I feel like as long as you're going top speed, running around, or, uh, I, I think I mentioned this, I think it was a fight I mentioned this before, but verticality plays a, a big help with this, so being able to go up and down to avoid certain things, I think helps in the long run in parts of this fight, especially when you're dodging fireballs and lightning and the floating buildings being flung at you by, a, by an alpalmage. Yeah. Yeah, and then finally he has his Shadow Realm attack, which yep. will usually pop off once you get him down to like half health. Um, and it's kind of the same thing. I guess there's just more debris flying around, but I always just like circle around the edge. Yep. To just kind of avoid everything, and that usually works out. Especially once yeah. you get up to top speed, like mm-hmm. you could avoid most stuff, but it doesn't last too long. Just yeah, stay out of the middle because that's where all the action is, and you're gonna get messed up if you just hang out there. Um, but yeah, if it you just, just stay works. mobile, should be good. Yeah. Uh, then you'll get freed, and then. It like kind of spits you out like on the farthest end of the map, like away from Jafar. So you do have to catch him, like fly back to him, and then all the other stuffs going on back in the real world with the spells and stuff. So that's annoying. But I mean, that's pretty much it, <laughs> to be honest. So like literally, lather, rinse, repeat, lather, rinse, repeat with tummy, tail, top, iron, <laughs> yeah, and then eventually you will yeah. finish him off. <gasps> But yeah, it's it's just got the patent, like the Shadow Realm part and 
paralyzing or just it just adds to the like I want this to be over. I want this to yeah. be over. But Jafar said no, yep. I want you to suffer. Exactly. Um so yeah, that's pretty much that. So he's defeated. Yay! Don't mess the street rats. Don't mess bitch. the street rats. <laughs> Another iconic line that I forget is in this game. Oh, for sure. Ugh. And then for our reward, we get another, or our final fire upgrade. So we have Fireaga now, so that's exciting. Yay! Fire's really useful now! Woo! Yeah. Um, so yeah, we cut back to town, and oh, it's so damaged and run down and broken. Genie, can you help us? And Genie does his thing again. Woo! Magic everywhere. The town's back, even though it looks exactly the same. swimming pools, bitch. Yeah, I mean, why don't you just let him? I mean, honestly. <laughs> Stimulate the local economy. Jeez. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Genie's, once again, disappointed that he couldn't help out. But he offers, like, oh, Sora, don't goofy. Let me know whenever you need me. And I'm like, hey, I doubt it. Uh, I hate you, Jamie. I hate your son. Is the, uh, is, uh, uh, what is it? When SpongeBob gets his, or is going for yes. his first driving, yep. Yeah. Yep. I just got my driver's <laughs> license. I'm getting mine next. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a very emotional moment. The day is saved. There's literal magic in the air. Um, and yeah, Aladdin takes Sora by the soldiers and tells him, hey, Sora, that boyfriend of yours, I mean friend of yours, don't find <laughs> me. Trust me. Thanks, Al. <laughs> and they forgive Yago because, hey, you took a bullet from me. I guess you're all right. So yeah. that's nice. But then he does a weird and thing then... where he, he leads Goofy into, like, a stand and it collapses. Yeah, it's, like, weird, unnecessary slapstick for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We're going to ignore that. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> um, And, yeah, that's that. And, of course, for our efforts, we get the Wishing Lamp Keyblade. It's nice. Oh, uh, uh. Uh, I I think this keyblade's incredibly boring. <laughs> <gasps> oh, no. I guess I like it better than Three Wishes, but I mean, that one also did nothing for me. So uh. it's better than that. I'll give it that much. But uh, but yes, I, it's it's balanced, which I appreciated. I feel like most of them up until this point have been very one sided. Like uh, as the Magic Boy, yeah. Like, most of them are like, hey, what if you had a hundred strength, but like. Negative 15 magic. At least this one, yeah. it's a nice neutral. Um, so yeah, it's Wishing Lamp. Strength is 4. Magic is 3. So again, a good all-rounder. The ability is Jackpot, which isn't super desirable. I feel like I use Jackpot. Yeah. Very situational. If Jackpot could drop Drive Orbs, it would be really good. But no, it's just yes. HP, MP, and money. And so money, like, yes. all resources you have... And massive bulk. <laughs> exactly. And yes, because I, like, I feel like when we play KH1, money was. I wouldn't say we out the wall. I mean, again, the only shop is back in Traverse Town. But I was, I was like very like conscious of my money. Of like, okay, I have really this much to spend. Yeah. And I'm an RPG cheapskate, which means really I'm going to spend a fraction of that. But here, like, you, you buy. Dolan and Goofy's weapons when they pop up in the shops, depending on the worlds and our first run around. 
And if yep. you haven't synthesized them, some of the accessories. Um, armor doesn't really play a... Well, I shouldn't say armor doesn't play a factor. Armor is really only back in Hollow Bastion, so you don't really spend that much on armor. You probably synthesize something better. But yeah, I, I, I wish Jackpot by itself was better, and I was about to say, what if it was Lucky Lucky? But there's a different keyblade that has Lucky Lucky on it, so unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Wishing Lamp uh, cannot take the cake this time around. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just boring to me, because, like, there's nothing inherently Aladdin-y about it, except for, oh, it's got the lamp as the keychain, and then, like, vaguely Agrippa architecture motif. <laughs> But even that's a stretch. So, like, I don't know. Like, you could have done a lot more with, like, a desert theme or, like, you know, leaning into, like, genie magic stuff or, you know, the Cave of Wonders. So, like, it's boring. Um, But I do really like the hit sound because it's very metal and clunky. Mm -hmm. And that sounds very satisfying. And I will say it does look very good in Halloween Town with the spooky filter because it's kind of like, like a rusted metal. Sort of. Yeah. So that's nice. So, yeah, speaking of, why don't we just dive right in to our whoa, whoa, next whoa. stop. Halloween Town, second visit. Alrighty. Woo! Um, so, yep. Professor's musing over his experiment. Ah, I'm a genius. No one understands me. Ah, I need better <laughs> assistance. And then he gets bonked on the head. But not before, like, a very, like almost horror movie scene where, like, he senses there's something behind him and he's too afraid to look. But he knows that he has to, otherwise he probably won't survive. And then he turns around and just immediately is just terror on his face. And then it cuts to black. We don't really know what happens to him. But, like, mm-hmm. it's very tense. It's kind of like a Jurassic Park scene, sort of, of, like, oh, of like a, a velociraptor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... So, uh-oh, what's going on there? Um, but we show up in them there hinterlands, and there's presents everywhere! And we see good old Jack walking around, doing his civic duty, picking up the trash. Uh, and, of course, we're immediately skeptical, because, hey, Jack, we talked about this. You're supposed to be giving up presents. You Do you really think you should be around, around presents right now? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, he's in Sandy Suit, he's picking up presents, he's, he's right there by the Christmas Town gate, so he's probably up to no good, and Sora's just immediately skeptical, uh, just picking them up, he's just returning them, huh, huh, and he's like, honest, uh, but yeah, I, I, I do love how, uh, Jack stays in the Sandy Suit, cause it's just a fun time, (laughs) and he looks real good in it. Um, this is the, uh, I was gonna say, this is the only permanent costume change, but I guess Ping to Mulan is basically a costume change, and then she stays that way. Um, so yeah, that's fun. And yeah, we're, we've got a mystery afoot, the case of the stolen Christmas presents. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Yeah. Or sorry, so we need the, at... the SVU sound. Dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh. So we end up at Sandy's shop, and we're talking to him, and they're just immediately butting heads, and Santa's of the same mind as us. He's like, damn it, are you trying to steal my Christmas again? And 
Jack's just like, oh, no, I'm trying to return them. He's like, then why are you in my suit, boy? And he's like, I was just dressing for the occasion. <laughs> Suddenly we're all fisticuffs here. I don't know. <laughs> um, but they realize, hmm, there's another culprit at play here. And Santa, I guess, relinquishes or gives in and says, okay, you can find the culprits, whatever. Just just get out of my sight. Yeah. Um, but then we hear a broken window upstairs. Oh, no. Who could it be? So we make our way through the workshop and we find those mm, those no good kids again. Of course, it's Lock, Shock, and Barrel. Because they turn out like Lock, Shock, and Barrel. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. No, they're. You know, there are many things, but at least we could say they're consistent. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give they're them that. Just like break into Santa's workshop and I'm like, hey, hey, bullshit. Yeah, they they have one mode, and that's it, and that is chaos. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like a weird mini boss mini game combo. Um, but I like it. It's very similar to the Cage One fight, where it's the three of them just going hog wild in a very tiny space, and you just have to beat them up. But the yeah. flair of you gotta box them up. You have to take these children and throw them in boxes and just subdue them. And make sure you don't poke any holes, <laughs> any air holes for them, and then they'll be fine. <laughs> just let them sit in the boxes. And think about what they've done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I mean, the, I mean, this is a pretty easy, straightforward strategy. Just beat, just beat up these children, and then yep. slap one of the uh, boxes on top of them. I did. Uh, what was it? I got barrel first pretty easily, and then I was trying to capture shock. I knocked her out, and lock kept getting in the way. So you, you can. I'm not sure how. I think God. Uh, Pokemon rules come into play here. I'm not sure how low their HP needs for them to potentially stay in the box forever. I've just always knocked them out. I think you have to knock them out fully, yeah. Uh, okay, I don't yeah, think I've I, ever yeah, tried. I just, just knock yeah. them out and then golf put the box towards them. Uh, and they stayed knocked out for pretty long because Chalk was my last, or sorry, Lock was my last one. And the only other box was like across the room, so I had to be like, <gasps> uh, five strokes, okay, keep going. You got this one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he stayed down um, time. I just pulled off a dance call, and that took all three of them out instantly. So that was oh, pretty wow. fun. <laughs> but then after that, I was like really stressed, just yeah, trying to aim the box at them because when it whiffs, then you have to do like a weird three point turnaround to like get it back in position to then try again. Yeah. So I was like very nervous, like oh, I'm taking too long. They're gonna wake again. <laughs> don't wake up! Don't wake up! Don't wake up! Yeah, but. Eh, got them eventually. Pretty easy fight, all things considered. And for your efforts, Sora gets another item slot, and Goofy gets auto change, aka not even worth it because it's five AP, and like Is you it? can just do that on your own. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that what his abilities purposes. What do you use this one? No, I never do. But the fact that it's five AP is egregious. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Oh. If it were like you have three, to... I I I would. Uh, then we'll talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I feel like in the in the important world, where probably your partner is getting knocked out left and right. There are usually worlds that don't have like a third party member, 
So, oh no, Goofy, Goofy's dead! Yeah. He died again! Okay, Jack, now you get Jack Skellington. Now come in, please. Exactly. So, I guess I appreciate the idea, but yeah, I never use this ability. Um, So yeah, that's that. And the kids confess that, oh, we're not after these stupid presents. We're just looking for parts for the experiments that the doctor's making for us. He's going to give us a new playmate, and we get to boss him around, which I'm almost 100% certain that's not what the doctor described to them, but they're just kind of rolling with that fantasy. Basically, yeah. He's like, we're going to get a new friend, and we're going to tell him what to do. He's going to eat my shorts. I'm like, okay, kids, yeah. sure. Like, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um. So then there's, like, this weird fetch quest where we have to go back to Halloween Town for some reason this to find more stolen presents even though like there's stolen presents everywhere like why do these four matter but whatever yeah. um, but before that I got a little caught up doing some master form grinding because um, on the Yuletide Hill it's got that sweet sweet uh, like group chat where everyone splits up and then you're on your own, so if you enter in a drive mm-hmm. form, you automatically revert back and get all of your drive back, so Correct. that's great. So I would kind of bounce back and forth between there and Candy Cane Lane, because all the jackboxes, whatever they're called, they drop three big drive orbs, which mm-hmm. translates to nine Master Points experience, and there's three of them, so that's 27 per run. So that's nice. And... Magnera is really good, like I said, so I just popped that off on each one and then did one arrow combo and that would do it. And it's a nice system. So I finally have Aerial Dodge Yay. Um, outside of Master Form, so that's nice. And I was considering, you know, going for a few more levels, so I was like, ah, it's taking enough time as it is. And I think there's a Keyblade coming up that will make this a little easier, so I held off. But I think I'm. I think this might be my new master form spot because even without the um um the gang splitting up, there's a save point. It's <laughs> it's sandwiched in between save points. Like they have to be the closest yes. save points in the game. Because there's one where, in like, house as well. Yeah. 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 And then the one on the hill. So like it's just easy regardless. Um. So yeah, I will definitely keep an eye on that for when I start yeah. leveling up master form more deliberately. I feel like, um, mm. I mean, once we get... St- I mean, so, I mean, for anyone who needs to level up their drive forms, there's definitely guides online you can look up. Definitely. Uh, I forget if there's a particular one for Master that I would use, but definitely before I got heavily involved in grinding out my drive forms the last time we played KH2, so whenever Remix came out for PS3, uh, this was always my go-to master form Ooh. grinding spot because okay again nice. there's those, there those boys you can spin the uh the carousel the merry-go-round whatever you want to call it and anything that bumps into that will drop the little baby drive orbs too so you get oh really yep. okay i didn't notice yeah. that that's awesome i think it's yeah i think it's just drive orbs in general it doesn't matter who or what hits it but yeah uh once you spin it and just enemies make contact you'll drop the little drive orbs so you know nice. as, as a treat um, yeah, um, my usual spot is the mountainside, uh, in Land of Dragons, because when you do the, uh, the fireworks, they drop, uh, drive orbs, but mm-hmm. this is probably way more efficient, so, good to know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we make our way back to Halloween, 
uh, square, but not before. Do we run into a new Heartless here? Because there's a new variant of, like, the Jacks in the box. Yes. But maybe I'm mistaken, but it's, like, the graveyard. But, like, it yes. looks like it's a different color. Yes. What's going so, on there? <laughs> so it's funny because you had mentioned, you had mentioned, I feel like you had mentioned the graveyard our first visit. And I was like, I, I remember I had, like, a like like a Jimmy Neutron brain blast of, like, yeah, you find some in the graveyard. And I'm like, uh, and I'm like, I think they're a different variant. And I was like, uh, I think it's just the toy box, but it's the, you know, it has the, the Winter Soldier, not Winter Soldier, but like the, the Soldier mode and then the Pumpkin with the Sides mode. But yes, this is the first time. And I thought I had fucked with it. I was like, oh no, Kevin's gonna hate me. But yes, this nope. is the first time we actually do encounter the graveyard, which again, looks just like the toy box, except probably yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the Halloween Town version of it, basically. Yeah. The regional variant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it looks really cool. I like its color scheme a lot. It's very striking because it's like white and orange and then like black. So like everything really pops. So that's fun. Uh, but other than that, they're just... Um, oh, oh. Nope. oh, you're right. I had, I had to sneeze the spirits out of me. <laughs> Much like the graveyard's attack. Um, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, again, Magnero for the win, slash reflect, as always, because they're one of those, very much like the Crimson Jazz, where, like, they just kind of always have that, um, persistent hitbox, which is annoying, so it's kind of hard to get in. Um, but yeah, other than that, not too much that separates them from the rest of the blocky boys. Yeah, because they, um, the, they have the same, uh, they have the exact same, here's a jack-o'-lantern, it slashes at you. Yeah. yeah, I guess it, it, they don't have they don't in their soldier mode form is just like the grave form, graveyard form. Or, I mean, I guess grave form because it is a graveyard. Where we had mm-hmm. some of the spooky ghosts that like circle it like Dynamax clouds. Yep. So we make our way back to the square, and oh no, the heartless have stolen the presents. And again, for some reason, we're really worried about these four presents in particular. But Rats. um. Yeah, I popped off. A, I popped off another dance call, and somehow that ended up doing it. Like I like instantly finished. Like they all dropped the presents at once, and I was oh. expecting it to go on because I know there's a few different waves, but somehow I got all the presents in that one oh. go, and I was like, "All right, I'm not complaining because I remember I gonna, this being I was kind of annoying." Too. Like, uh, I, so to be honest, I've always just done this fight as a regular fight. Like, if you look at if you beat up all of the heartless. None of them will be able to carry presents yeah. anymore. Yeah, it's like the like it's basically the coins or the medallions from Port Royal, where they try to be like, oh, like be strategic about who has the coin. But basically, it boils down to exactly that: just kill everything, and then they won't be able to take it at all. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, like I guess they all start with the presence, but then if they drop it, someone else can scoop it up, which will exactly, probably happen yeah. if you're trying to attack a different one and you're not looking, but with any sort of limit, um, it just kind of scoops them all up at once. Like, yeah, like the dance call, and I'm not sure if this is every limit, but it like it's basically like a magnet where it pulls everyone in within a radius, so I'll, that's probably what did it. Um, but yeah, so, otherwise... Yeah. It's going to be a bit of an annoying fight where you just have to... Because then, yeah, like some graveyards and toy soldiers pop up toward the end and they're a little more troublesome. But exactly. other than that, yeah. it's just a basic mob fight. And then once you get the four presents, you're good. 
I did get shoved. I, yes, so, I don't know how. I don't recall exactly. But we all got shoved. Like, when you walk into Halloween Town Square, so to the right of the gate, there are, uh, there's the sewer grates that spew up geysers of uh, green water. And Mm -hmm. for some reason, me and all the graveyards ended up in that corner. (laughs) So, at some point, I just... But I would also aerial recovery and then get hit again, so I, I, I had to time it right. But essentially, they were all locked into a corner. And I said, cool, uh, I have no presence. So I have to literally just kill all these four graveyards that are stuck in this mm. perpetual loop. It was, it, it was interesting. I just spammed a lot of thunder and then went in to beat the rest of them up. But uh, yeah. funny nonetheless. Uh, that'll do it. Um, so afterwards, we're treated to a cutscene where they theorize that, I don't know, the Heartless are trying to steal toys, but like, what would they want with these toys? Uh, I don't know. And Jack gives no fucks and just steps right on a precious teddy bear that could have made a child happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the professor bursts out and he's like, ah, my experiment, it's gone, gone, I say. <laughs> Sure, steal the smart man's experiment. <laughs> um, and yeah, so we're still on this whole heartless theory, huh? Like they're they're the ones who stole the experiment. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Interesting, you say? Oh, to be fair, at this point, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So we, the professor uh, is kicking, screaming, like, "Oh, we should go make sure he's okay." I guess. And then we, we we bounce some ideas off the professor. And then he's like, the heartless are... He, he just says... Because also it's Professor Finkelstein. It's very much in his nature. He says, the heartless are too stupid to be fighting for presents. Dumb mm-hmm. kids. And then I love the look on Jack's face where they're like thinking, well, who else could it be? And then he just has this like, Arr! face. Where he's like, well, I'm stumped. It's very yep. cute. Um, we totally thought, and it, make, it kind of makes sense that it would be the Heartless, but uh, apparently no. It's not their work this time. Yeah, but then they stick to it, because then when they go back to Sandy, they tell him, yeah, no, it's it's totally the Heartless. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what they're on about, but whatever. We hatched this plan to uh, basically bait the, the present thief. With a big old pile of nice, shiny new presents. Um, so we go back to Sandy's workshop again, again. <laughs> and explain the plan. And he's like, I don't know about spoiling the sanctity of presents to use them as bait. <laughs> it's pretty sacrilegious around these parts. <laughs> um, but he says, Yeah, I guess it's for the greater good. Sure. And he tosses the keys to us. All right, go go whip up the uh, the Rappomatic 3000. <laughs> Um, so another mini game time, and I love um when you're going ascending the stairs in the next room, and you talk to the elf, and he like gives you a tip of like how to use or like wrap the presents or whatever, and he like says, uh, "There's a secret to it to quote unquote take aim <laughs> or like aim carefully or whatever, like trying to be like really subtle, but it's like." That's the whole point. <laughs> Can't believe the elf just told me to get good. Pretty much, yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> you aim. You mean like one of two actions you can do in this whole minigame? Jeez. <laughs> I would have never figured that out. <laughs> Fucking stumped. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, another mini game. And again, uh, I I don't I actually do like this one a lot. <laughs> it's very yeah, satisfying. It's, it's um, alright. Yeah. When you're um. When you, like, go back to it for, like, the actual score challenge, like, not during the story mode, it's pretty fun. Because um, here, there's no real strategy to it, because there's not, like, a time limit or anything. Um, yeah. But, yeah, shoot the boxes. Bigger boxes give you more points, but take more toys to shoot. Um, and avoid lock, shock, and barrel. Or, actually, don't avoid them. You want to take them out and, like, shoot the presents at them and knock them out. Otherwise, they will knock the boxes out, and it's very heartbreaking, especially if you shoot a really big one. But it like has this really draw animation where it flies in the air, but it, they can still hit it. And then if they hit it before it lands, you just wasted all those, all those precious toys, and all that time. Um, but yeah, it's fun. So you get to choose between like, do you want to go for all the smaller boxes? Do you want to try to get some big ones to rack up points faster? Do you want to like spread it out while the kids are wreaking havoc? But um, yeah, that's fun. And then. Pay attention to your present count and reload as needed. So, it's just, it's a little more engaging than standard Cage 2 minigame fare. And it's not just kill the thing and a time limit or whatever. Like, it's actually, like, unique gameplay mechanic. Yeah. And it's not it's not too complicated. It's not too frustrating. So, it gets my seal of approval. Nice. It's got heavy kids next door vibes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. That's what I always um, think when I did this uh, the toy gun minigame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, 2 by 4 technology. Um, so once you finish, somehow that equates to a bunch of tiny presents wrapped that we then take to our big old pile. Yeah. Um, and like, there's this weird moment where Jack's like, oh, hold on, let me get something. And then we go to talk to Sandy, and then Jack's like, all right, I'm all done. And it's like, what was he doing? Jack, <laughs> like, did we did ever figure that out? Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what he's talking about there. Yeah. Well, we're about to find but, out what his plan is, but yeah. And also, also Santa's <laughs> after we make these, we're like, oh, we need a good location. Santa's like, oh, I got a backyard I don't use anymore. I can just put him in the lot over there. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, literally, like, what else is that area for other than to have a boss fight? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, we go and set the trap. We get some shenanigans with the boys pushing each other and shoving, getting on each other's nerves, and Jack's just like, patience, friends. <laughs> I'm surrounded by amateurs. <laughs> and then we get... Some foreboding steps of the mechanical variety. And, oh no, who could it be? Who's the culprit? Oh my god, it's such a mystery. <laughs> and then we play Surprise! Pop Goes the Weasel! Oh, except we're the one surprised! Because it turns out the experiment stole itself. <laughs> I knew it! It's Dr. Frankenstein's <laughs> experiment! It's the thief! Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's such a long con, like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm. Oh, I'm not sure. I know. It, I uh, <laughs> I appreciate. I I do kind of appreciate the back and forth, uh, but the the fact that we know from the get go that it is just the experiment. Yeah. It, it, like in, like in the initial cutscene where Finkelstein gets attacked, like nothing. It, like uh, the camera angle. Hunk, camera angle hovers over, like, the experiment's bed. Yeah. Or, you know, the, the very Frankenstein 
bed that it sits on. Like, nothing else is at that camera angle. It's very obviously meant to be the experiment, but it is such a long con of, like, well, who could it be? Yeah, the fact that they they play it up so much as being a mystery, it's like, this isn't a mystery at all. Like, you all just look stupid. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. It's it's boss time, baby. Um, So experiment. AKA, what the hell am I doing in this fight? (laughs) You never know! (laughs) This is the boss show I was talking about. Yeah, Yeah, no, I totally agree. (laughs) Even to this day, I have no clue what I'm doing here. I'll be in charge of this thing! (laughs) Yep. So I immediately pop off a dance call, because that's been working very well for me during this world. Uh, That'll do about a bar and a half of damage, so that's nice. And then... I don't know. I just summoned Peter Pan, because why not? Peter Pan! (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, you get the passive healing from Tink, and then he sort of follows up your attacks with his own, and then that drops MP orbs, so you got a lot of magic, so I was able to use more reflects and whatnot, so that's good. But, like, he's just a big punching bag, honestly. So, like, just keep whacking him, and then just watch out for his very telegraphed big attacks where he splits up and then starts shooting lasers and stuff like yeah that's probably the big one where he like takes his head in his hands and then shoots lasers at you but again it's like a very long windup so just oh i'm just gonna dodge roll behind you and then keep attacking you okay that wasn't too bad um and then he's got a big two punch combo but again very obvious very easy to avoid or reflect um and then he like splits his body parts apart and I guess that's dangerous um because they all are just putting out hitboxes and now they're covering more ground but like just use the the kick spring reaction command and I think I finally figured it out I guess the whole point is just to use it three times and then it just reassembles itself regardless I never okay. knew if like you had yeah, to because even now I couldn't tell you what the tell kickspring does besides yep be a pain in the ass. Yeah, know. it's a bad reaction command because it makes it seem like oh you have to aim it at the body part and then start reassembling it piece by piece, but it's like automatic. And yeah, like each time I did it after three times, it would come back together. So there's no like real feedback of like oh something's happening. It just feels like oh you did it and then nothing happened because you missed. So. It definitely definitely makes the fight more obfuscated. <laughs> um, I don't like it. And then, yeah, that's that's kind of it, I guess. Um, I died once because once it splits up, I guess the core, if you will, like the torso and the head. I don't even know which part it is. The torso and then like the skull, which is the waist actually, but then it turns upside down. Yeah, exactly. It just starts- yeah, I was about to say because. <laughs> Very, uh, very guard armor of it. <laughs> That's the, actually, I was, I was, I was going to say, like, this reminds me of guard and opposite armor yeah. because of the, the body separation mechanics. Are, yeah, for sure. Pretty similar. But yeah, the fact yeah. that the torso, at, towards the end, flips upside down because, um, the skull, like, the, <laughs> the skull is just the pelvic area. Yep. Uh. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's weird. Um, yeah, but yeah, that, I did really die to that, because once oh. it starts spinning around, 
it, it just like a, it's a pain. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, um, you just get I, caught up in it, and then you yeah, die. Well, it's <laughs> funny that you mentioned the. Um, so obviously, when it starts to disassemble itself, and it uh, it grabs its own head and uses the head laser. Um, yep. As like a like a ranged beam attack, I just I understand that I'm I'm bad at dodging that, and I'm gonna eat shit every single time. Like I was, I was like even trying to think like there's gotta be a strategy to this, right? And I'm like, um, I'm just gonna try to reflect, but like, there's no avoiding it. Even though I know there probably is a way to actually avoid it, I was just like, I'm yeah, gonna I just, I just quick ran behind it because like it doesn't, it doesn't like follow you, like it doesn't turn around, so that's yeah. a pretty easy way. Yeah, that that the original beam of just like you know just fires a singular beam at Sora's direction. And like, oh can, yes. Can I can I land for two seconds, sir? And it's like no, I'm just gonna that use one, these iframes and like yeah. No. That one can be annoying. I'm glad I didn't get caught up on it because that's usually what ends up getting me in this fight. But I just went full aggro and just kept whacking it until it yeah split up and that kind of worked out well for me. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't really have much else to say about this fight. Like, I feel like it's just over too quickly. Not that I want it to be longer, but, like, the whole, like, splitting up mechanic doesn't really do a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, eh, it's pretty forgettable, to be honest. Like, the only thing notable notable about this boss is the design, because it's, it's not a heartless design, and it's not an established character, so they, like, made a new character in the style of Nightmare Before Christmas, which is kind of yeah. cool. Um, but, yeah, that's that's it. So we murder it. Yay! And then... <laughs> it's dead now! Yeah, and Jack has the gall to proclaim, The mystery is solved! Like, <laughs> bitch, it's all shit! You just use violence again, and you just... <laughs> killed your problem like you didn't there's nothing clever here there was no intellect you had a theory the whole time that was completely wrong and then when you were faced with the truth you resorted to violence <laughs> yep quite a quite a sleuth on the case <laughs> it's perfect uh, yeah. oh my goodness the mystery uh, solved <laughs> so um, I, I before we transfer off of the experiment I think it's just my bad luck because literally before we start recording, I looked I looked up the modifiers for antiform because a oh. thousand a thousand percent during this fight, like it will happen. I always get antiform in this fight. Interesting. I feel like so, I've definitely gotten antiform in this fight once or exactly. twice. Exactly, so I, I <laughs> as a kid I was like, it has to be Halloween Town. It's Halloween Town messing with me. And, the but Halloween I, Town I, aura. I, 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 as an adult, I know what the modifiers for that provoke antiform are. Uh, fun fact, there are some that um, there are some boss fights where you literally just cannot go into antiform, which I find very interesting and also could potentially yep. break the game in the enemy's favor, so the game, even the game realizes, hey, there are certain times where you just shouldn't turn into uh, a yep. weird emo Sora, so let's just not have that happen. So I do appreciate that. But yeah, growing up, I always thought there was a modifier of Halloween Town that makes it happen more often, but no, it's just my dumb luck that every time I fight the experiment in particular, I, mean, I will always proc anti-form. So funnily enough, when I was grinding Master Form, I, I did go into anti-form, but then it's nice, because then when I went back into Yuletide Hill, 
Um, I got all my drive gauge back, so that's nice because usually you go down to zero regardless from yes. any type form. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I'm pretty sure the first time I went into it was also Halloween Town. Mm. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure because I remember the Halloween Town fun. design. We, we, we've yeah. got a new mystery. An actual of mystery. Fun. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, the day is saved. Sort of. Not really. We didn't really do anything. We just killed a helpless creature that was just trying to find its place in the world. Yep. <laughs> and now it's um, dead. Yeah. So we cut back to... Well, we don't cut back. Sandy's like... Sandy shows up. He's like, well, thanks, I guess. Here, go for a joyride, Jack. And Jack's like, <gasps> you mean it? Golly gee. So Jack gets to take the, the sleigh for a ride, which is, it's cute. It's a nice little payoff. It's a nice homage to the movie. Jack finally gets the thing he wanted. Yay. Uh, and then Dawn and Goofy are like, can you give us a ride? <laughs> so I guess we just walked back to Halloween Town. Exactly. Um, oh, they also talk about the the experiment a little bit. Well, it's kind of it's kind of why we thought the Heartless were stealing presents. Like, the experiment just wants a heart, and to be fair, this is... This is the second time we've dealt with... Hmm. Mm-hmm. The nature so, of the heart. Yes, exactly. So, so I was about to say artificial heartless, but not really. Because in KH1, it was just, here's an artificial heart. Let's see what we can do with this. And then it'll be aided and so on and so forth. But this one yep. is just literally artificial heartless. So it, it, it did the heartless thing of, I would like to find a heart, please, sir. And therefore, apparently, he was trying to find... The heart wrapped in every present. Yeah, so Sally explains all this, and um, <laughs> I love how Sora's like, well, gee, when you put it that way, I kind of feel bad for it. <laughs> yep. And it's like, yeah, maybe maybe you should have stopped and thought for a second, of, like, what's going on here? <laughs> no, 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 why would you do that? No, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah. They have this whole discussion of, oh, Christmas hearts, giving presents. It's the act of giving. For when you give, it is better than getting, because giving is the the greatest gift you could give. And it's just yes. very <laughs> saccharine. And it's like, yes. Sally, do you, could you just shut up? <laughs> like, do you ever have she, anything interesting to say besides gives being sort of like. a master class in gift giving. Yeah, she's, it, she's yeah, the there's, lesson. There's, there's of three the layers day. to this, yes, because Jack still. Uh, so yeah, Jack gets dropped off, and he's like, it's snowing, and he's like, this is the real, and Sora's like, or like, someone's like, this is the real gift. He's like, I don't understand. This gift's not in a bow, we're wrapped up in a present box. Sora's like, Jack, it's not it's about inside. the box. And Sally's like, no, Sora, you <laughs> No, you stupid idiot. <laughs> so he's like, oh, right, I, I, I knew that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. uh, yeah. And then Jack's like, "Hoo wee! I got a hot date tonight!" And he just yeets Sally, and she's like, "Oh!" Hoo, hoo, hoo. And then they start dancing, and then Sordal and Goofy are the awkward fifth wheels. Um, yep. And then of course, Sora has to make everything about him. He's like, "Gosh, I guess I never really got Kyrie anything after all." And it's like, "What? Wait, what do you mean? You, you, you've never given her a gift?" What? <laughs> You've known her how long? Point. Like ten years at least? Oh, and yes. <laughs> um, and yes, he like pulls because, a hole. Yeah, because, 
Yeah, because BBS takes place ten years. Yeah. Past. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like five-ish is when they met. So, yeah. yeah. Well, so You've known him for a long said, time, man. Yes. He's like, I never did give her a present. And then Goofy follows up. Because Goofy's best dad. He follows up with, I'm sure Carvey would like whatever you'd give her. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, well, that's the problem. And it's like, oh, sure, Sora. That's the reason why he never gave her a gift. It's because she uh-huh. likes everything. You're just so <laughs> thoughtful, Sora. Yeah. <laughs> She'll um, aspire to be Sora. Totally. Yeah. Couldn't even give her a jeez. Um And then he's like, huh, I wonder what she's up to now. And he has a, a weird vision where he substitutes yeah. Jack and Sally for him and Kyrie. And they're like kind of dancing. But it's weird because it's KH2 Sora and KH1 Kyrie. And yeah, as I discussed fair. toward the he beginning. Hasn't seen, he hasn't seen KH2 Kyrie. But yes, I, and yeah, that would probably be still more weird. weird. Yes, they... because the difference between their designs is so dramatic. They look so much older now, and even though it's a year, he looks way older than her now. And exactly, it's just like, it, 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 it gets a little creepy, uh, to be honest. Yeah. Like they, these kids had their growth spurts in the year we did not. Yeah, see them. she's like so much shorter than him, and uh, it's yeah, it's a lot. Like. If they weren't dancing, it would be fine. Like, if it was just him giving her a gift, that'd be cute. But, like, they're holding each other's arms, they're giggling, they're smiling. It's, yeah. 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 I feel like you could have just put KH1 Sora even in this. Yeah, that, that would be fine. Cause be they, like, let's make this. Yeah. Let's, add, let's add some semblance to this scene, please. Yeah. But, uh. For sure. No. Apparently, no. All this is just to remind us that. Sora's still crushing on Kyrie, and he misses her, which I guess is nice, because usually the end of the world wrap-up is, gosh, I sure do miss Riku, so it's kind of nice that it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, Kyrie's a thing too. <laughs> Kyrie does exist. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much that, except, oh, I forgot, for our efforts, we get a new Keyblade. Correct. Decisive Pumpkin. Which, ugh. Is honestly, like, top three Keyblades for me. I love this one okay. so, so much. I forgot if you hated this one or loved this one. So I no, I love it. Like, oh, no. No, it's great. It's it's the best. Cause, well, let's go through the stats. Six strength. It's a beast. I think that's, like, the highest strength stat aside from, like, Ultima. Like, I think there are a few Keyblades with six, but, like, it's, like, you know, A plus tier. Um... Magic's think, poop. Yeah, I think Fenrir is the only one that comes close. Yeah, Fenrir and Ultima might be yeah. higher. Um, but then the ability. <laughs> so the ability is Combo Boost, which is basically the best ability in the entire game. Um, it increases your damage, the damage of your finisher exponentially based on the number of hits in your combo, aka it just does a ton of damage for free. Um... <laughs> so this Keyblade, Decisive Pumpkin, more like Divisive Pumpkin, because a lot of people hate this Keyblade, and you know what? I laugh. I laugh at them. I laugh in their faces, because they're annoyed that this big, adorable, cute candy cane is the most powerful Keyblade in the game, basically. But I say, <laughs> you know what? Joke's on you. Give me more. I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, <laughs> because. Goodness. 
it just fits Sora's vibe so well. He's just a big, goofy, dumb kid. So, like, it makes sense that he would use the ridiculous candy cane keyblade, and it would be really strong. So, I love it. I love the tears of the angry fans. You're like, why is Oblivion not good? And it's like, well, if you love Oblivion so much, just use it. Because, you know what? It honestly doesn't make a difference. Like, if you're that fussed about 0.2 times damage multipliers, like, just use the keyblade that you think looks cool, because you'll be fine with any of them. Stop your griping. Um, but yeah, no, this keyblade's the best. I love the design because it's like perfectly Halloween Town and Christmas Town. She's got the candy cane, but it's the little Halloween Town sneaky at the end. And I just like how askew or like asymmetrical the design is because it's got that little loop de loop. But then yeah. the teeth aren't really a teeth, it's just like the snake's mouth like curved. So it's just like a very different design, and it's not like your standard, okay. Let's just stack everything on top of each other. And there, you got a Keyblade. Like, it's all kind of seamless. Um, and I think the reindeer, the Skellington reindeer as the base is, like, perfect. Uh, the keychain's adorable because you got the little pumpkin links. And then you got Zero at the end, which is yep. mwah. Um, and, yeah, I love it. The only thing that I will say is a slight knock is the base of the blade or like um where the guard meets the actual blade is like jack's face which is kind of weird but eh, i mean we had that and pumpkin head as well so it's fine but what throws me off is there's that green bow tied on his hat that kind of separates that and the snake and it just it throws it off for me like the green really stands out and i feel like it kind of clashes like it definitely leans more to the christmas than i would have liked so i I probably could have done without that, but eh, whatever. It's fine, because on top of all that, every single hit is a jingle bell, baby. <laughs> How could you not have a good time when you're using this keyblade? How, I asked. Uh, I love it. It's so good. So I will probably be using this for the rest of the game. Yes. And they, they knew. They knew to hold back until the second visit. Otherwise, you would not change to any other keyblade <laughs> for, like, half the game. So... Yes, I'm yes. excited to finally have it's, it in it's, my grasp. I mean, like, there's nothing I have to add. It's it's very good, and the fact that it has uh, combo boosts just makes it that much better. Yep, because we're, we're sure. also we're at the point where combo boosts, and so I, I mean for for I, mean, I guess the notes that I'll throw here because I, I shouldn't say I'm not someone to riot, but just in case, uh, this is what Heroes Crest had with the air combo. Yes, exactly. Air combo boost. This is regular combo boost. And also, we're now at the point in the game where our combos are probably substantially longer. So the fact yep, that exactly this power and is here now, it just yeah, it, it's Chef's kiss. It's perfect. Exactly. So yeah, it's probably my favorite Disney-based Keyblade. Off the top of my head, there's only one of that I could think that maybe I like more. It's KH3 Keyblade, so I'll just leave that little teaser out. You can guess for yourself what it might be. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. It's probably my favorites from KH2. I do love Star Seeker a lot, but Decisive Pumpkin just hits home more for me. So, yay, Keyblade. Um, but yeah, that is that. Is that. We, of course, get the title card, Halloween Town, we're done here. Christmas is canceled, yay! Um, but wait, there's more. Oh, so we've been doing these in twos. 
and I guess once you hit, I guess eight keyholes is what we're at now, right? Yes. Or wait, Beast Castle, Land of Dragons, six, sorry, six, Port six, Royal, six, yeah. yeah, six. Um, uh, you congratulations, you've unlocked the ending of the game. <laughs> uh, so Twilight or big hulking skyscraper of doom whose name we don't know yet is is front and center and there's a big reading Sora. what's going on but then it like ties back to twilight town and they're getting a lot of action something big's going down in twilight town Sora. you better check it out so now there's two the... of them <laughs> yeah exactly so some reason us just hanging out and doing nothing to do with Twilight Town has activated this big causality, whatever. But, yes, yeah. once you go there, that will take you through to the end of the game. So, we're going to avoid that. Because <laughs> exactly. we got other we're stuff to do. Everything, I think we're really doing everything else before we go there. Yeah, we'll see how much we can get through. Uh, we do still have a, lot of, have a lot of ground to cover. But, um, mm. yeah, next time... I guess, should we just pivot to 100 Acre Wood, or should we round out Pride I Lands think... and Space Paranoids? Yeah, let's, uh, I mean, we should have just got this off camera, but we did it, or even off record, but whatever! Hey, yeah, I whatever. Think, yeah, I think, uh, Pride Lands next, and then, yeah, I think Pride Lands and then Space Paranoids V2 are good. Alrighty. Because Pride Lands is a little on the short content side, but the fact that we have to go through all the bash to get to Space Paranoids obviously adds a little oomph there. I think a little wrinkle. Yeah. It's a very nice conclusion. Uh, but yeah, I think before we uh, we punch into high gear, we can t- we'll take the de- our detour episode will happen after that, because at that point, uh, at, I mean, spoiler, but once you get to the end of Pride Lands V2, you have now hit all the requirements naturally to do all of Atlantica back-to-back as well. Yeesh. Exactly. So, so yeah, I, yeah, I say we, I say we, we wrap it up our world tour, and then visit our two gimmick worlds, and uh, see what lies beyond those shores. You wanted, you wanted that precious ending discussion, that final world action, where all the exciting plots twists are revealed, and everything comes to a head. Well, too bad because we're going swimming and singing. So suck exactly, it up. just throw away the poo at the screen. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be a good time but yeah that's that for this week so thanks so much for listening here are the things that you can do you can like or not like you can subscribe and rate and review on your podcast platform of choice Uh, you can email us at khbhpodcast at gmail.com which you can find in the description as well. That's khbhpodcast at gmail.com. And you can share with a friend to spread the love and get more people listening because we don't like just talking to ourselves, but we do like you for listening. So thanks for that. And yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's it. So yeah, thanks so much. Happy Halloween. Happy holidays. Uh, happy failed experiments that delves into the existential crises of the very nature of man, Woo! mankind, and the <laughs> essence of the soul. <laughs> I know I've been there. Uh, yeah. We will see you next week to the gummy ship and the second Traverse Town, except not really. 
but we'll put a pin in that. And away! Twilight Town? Yes, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, that's a wrap. Goodbye. <laughs>